And hello, hello. Happy Sunday, everybody. This is A Palatini with Dan and Meg. How are you doing this morning? Fantastic. I always feel funny asking you that because we drive here together. So I know, I, so I already, we already ask each other. I already know how you're doing. <laughs> I already told you today, I've had a cough like all week. I was like, if I start coughing on air, just let me die. <laughs> He's like, okay, don't be so dramatic. Yeah, right? Jeez. I'm just saying. Uh, that's why you weren't here on Friday when I was filling in for Patty for the yes. second hour. And I I felt like something was missing. You asked me, like, did you hear the show? I was like, no. I <laughs> you was, didn't even listen. I was in a Benadryl coma. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, how was your week other than having a ridiculous cough? Nope, that was it. That was it? That was my okay. week. Okay. It was kind of a slow Slow news. I mean, there wasn't a ton of stuff. There wasn't. I was trying to keep up with some of it, but I was just like, um, it was kind of like just a repeated cycle. And yeah. then it, it was funny because one of the news lines or the headlines mm-hmm. um, was talking about how it's been a repeated cycle of nothing but just like ridiculous stories that come out. Right. Um, and that actually nothing has been getting done by Congress. There was like a huge title. It was like, under Republican control, Congress is now on track to have the least productive year since the Great Depression. Oh, yeah. They've only had uh, 21 laws that have been written this year. And they said that all, you know, all the headlines that come up is just like the controversy and just the political theater that's been going on Mm -hmm. and not actually anything that has to do with helping anybody in America. Well, and that's why um, Chip Roy from Texas... Uh, representative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not Senator. Representative yeah. Chipway. Um, basically was on the floor saying, like, I need Republicans to give me one thing that we've done that I can campaign on. Yeah. And he was like, I mean, he was pretty animated about it. He was, yeah. he was upset. He was like, one thing. Give me one thing that we've done. Oh, I'm even going to hit the table. Like, All right. Don't hit the table. <laughs> I'm pulling Chipway. You got to pay um, for that. No, but I, I have here, it said... Uh, he was yelling, and he was like, one thing. I want my Republican colleagues to give me one thing, just one, that I could go campaign on and say that we did. Anybody sitting in the complex, if you want to come down to the floor and come explain that to me, one meaningful, significant thing the Republican majority has done. And nobody had one thing. Uh, Tom Hartman, uh, who's on uh, WCPT Weekly from 11 to 2, mm-hmm. um, tune in. We love him. My husband has a major crush on Tom Hartman. <laughs> Um, if he wasn't married to his wonderful wife, Louise, my husband would probably leave me. But um, he is, he's had a, a longstanding, um, I guess, competition or, or question that he asks. He goes, in the last 40 years, what have Republicans done that have actually benefited the majority of the American people? Nothing. And. I, I think, I think to this day, nobody has been able to actually give a, like they, they say, oh, the tax cuts. And it's like, no, that's not, that did benefit the that, majority of Americans. Did not, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, so I think to this day, like nobody's been able to actually answer that question. Ooh, we should walk around and ask that question. Sure. I mean, that's cool. Um, we can ask that right now. To this day, what have yeah. Republicans done in the last 40 years to I benefit the majority have a of mic. <laughs> yeah, We can actually ask people. We can ask people this. Um, but it's true. I mean, I don't, I mean, ever since Reagan, like, it, it, like the middle class has decreased by half. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and nothing is real. I mean, they've wanted to gut Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I. What and they, whenever they're in power, number one, it's just pure chaos, right? Like, 
And it's of their own doing, right? Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't Democrats that voted, or well, it actually was Democrats that voted to remove uh, Speaker McCarthy, but it was a Republican that introduced the motion to do it. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> um, and it's also been um, Republicans that have uh, investigated uh, George Santos, and it's a Republican that introduced a motion to expel him from Congress. Now, will Democrats vote for that? Absolutely. Oh, God, yeah. And some Republicans, too. But Republicans are more like they just like to cause chaos, Mm -hmm. you know, and blockade things. Right. Right. And then leave it for the Democrats to fix and then blame the Democrats for trying to fix it. (laughs) Oh, they're spending too much money. It's like, no, you actually you left us in a position where we have Have to spend spend this money money. (laughs) to fix what you did. Right. The vicious cycle. Yeah. And, you know, Joe Biden, the bills that he's introduced have all mostly been, I think, budget neutral. Mm -hmm. Um, The infrastructure, I think, was. he his American uh, the uh, American Rescue Plan, maybe that wasn't the budget neutral one. I don't remember, but it needed to be done because mm-hmm. we were coming out of a pandemic or still in a pandemic. I was going to say I think we're still technically. There. I guess we are technically still in a pandemic. Um, get vaccinated, people. <laughs> Just do it already. Mm-hmm. And wear masks if you want to, because we have a big travel week coming up, yeah, and uh, it's going to be a lot of people in airports and on airplanes and. Um, gas prices are down, so people who are complaining about that, that's a thing now. Yeah, I wonder why. I I mean... We were ju- we were talking about how they it, had, what was it, 14... It was almost as if they were making $14 million, like, every... Oh, yeah, you brought that stat up. I don't remember yeah, I what it I was. Yeah, I think I remember now. I know, that's okay. Everybody was blaming Joe Biden for the <laughs> gas prices, and Chevron and Exxon, it was the highest grossing year that they've pretty much ever had. Yeah. Well, it's also like inf- off of profit. Inflation has it, it, granted inflation is a thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But a lot of it is really just corporate greed. It, 100%. It, it's like it's like the dollar tree becoming the dollar 25 tree. The CEO still makes millions of dollars. Right. But we're passing it down to the consumer. Yeah. yeah. It's like you're going to have to change your name now. Yeah. They wouldn't pay for that. Or they, then they'd be the dollar 50 tree. Dollar 50 tree. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, it's like the president does not control gas prices. That's OPEC for the most part. Yeah. And they literally were reducing their output. That's why and, I just laugh whenever I see a Biden sticker at a gas pump like pointing. Right. It's like somebody took the time to do this and it's not even <clears throat> accurate. <laughs> right. And I love how somebody called in uh, one of the weeks and they were like, yeah, I saw that and I took it off. I'm like, good. Yeah. Take it off. Absolutely. Um, but it's true. And it's... Uh, Tom Harmon talk. I love Tom Harmon. He talks about this again. He goes, if, whenever there's a Democrat up for reelection, corporations try to harm the economy because mm-hmm. it's the economy, stupid. Like, mm-hmm. that's basically it. Right. That's when. And they always try to harm the economy to um, help the Democrat not get elected because yeah. then the Republican can come in and continue the tax cuts and the um, subsidies and all that stuff. That would- that was pretty much what my mom would like always yell. It was like, oh, if a Democrat is like, well, obviously when a Democrat's running, but like when a Democrat gets in office, like money freezes and then like everybody, all prices go up and, right. you know, and that's exactly what they do is they blame, well, a Democrat's in office and, you know, this is what they do. They, they take more money out of everybody's pockets. And it's like, it's not them doing it. It's the corporations. Yeah. And then when a Republican is in office, then it's like, oh, drop their prices, lower gas prices. And it's like, this is what Republicans are doing. Right. No, this is what corporations are doing that are lining those Republicans' pockets. 
yeah. to make them look good and more people then want to vote Republican because of that. Right, right. Yeah, because it, it, it's like some some people just I don't understand it think that Republicans are the fiscal conservatives, <laughs> yet the majority of Republican presidents have increased the national debt right. <laughs> exponentially. Um, and then blame it on the Democrats when we have to come in and actually actually spend money yeah. uh, to fix the things that they I was going to say, yeah. again, it's exactly what you said. We have to spend that money to fix all the issues. Yes, yeah, right, exactly. Um, so it is a policy with Dan and Meg. If you want to join the conversation, it is 773-763-9278. Uh, Paul, can we do a quick break and we'll come back and uh, hopefully take some of your calls and we're going to talk about congressional retirements and how it's going to affect the 2024 elections. I'm ready to retire. (laughs) And hello, hello. Welcome back on this Sunday, everybody. Um, it's Thanksgiving week. Yay, turkey. Yay, family. I didn't uh, really sound too excited, but Thanksgiving's like one of my favorite holidays. It's Jim's favorite holiday. He like I uh, absolutely love it. There's no expectations of anything. Seriously? I mean, you just got to cook good food and like well, get together. Yeah, that, that is the expectation. But, but it's like you don't have to do presents. You don't have to do all oh, of the... Oh, no, that's true. Yeah. All no. the, you know... It's um, literally just getting together with your your favorite people. Yeah, no. Well, I don't know about all the faves, but well, there's always favorites. that one uncle or aunt <laughs> that you have that conversation with, right? Thankfully, I don't have that anymore. Oh, I definitely anymore. do. I definitely do. Um, you have to start trimming <clears throat> trimming those people out, so you never yeah. have to have that conversation. Uh, no, it's Jim's favorite holiday. Um, we're not going to be in town this week, though. I'm going to be. Oh, I know. That's why I'm divorcing then, you. Yeah. We already okay. talked about right, this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, when we were on our in our apartment, um, so Jim always has to cook a turkey at least once a year. Like mm-hmm. that's a thing. And I actually looked in our freezer, and there was already one in there. So I'm like, oh, okay. But I have when we were in our apartment, I have this picture of him literally like a little kid sitting in front of the oven just watching the turkey. Oh my God. And I'm it. like, that's not going to make it cook faster. No, but just the smell and just the watch of the glorious turkey. <laughs> I at, get it. He looked at me and was like, shut up. Okay. <laughs> I will uh, say, Jim makes the best green bean casserole I've ever had. Ever. Uh, he's he's an amazing chef, for sure. He is. By far, pretty much anything yeah. he makes. But that green bean casserole... We can have a whole show just about all all yeah. his cooking. Well, the, when I was here on Friday, um, the cocktail that I uh, did uh, had requested like fresh nutmeg, mm-hmm. and Paul was like, "Do you have fresh nutmeg?" And I was like, "Have you met my husband?" Yeah, and I was right. like, "Actually, will because you and your wife are invited to dinner. Also, yeah. Dylan, you're invited to dinner as well." <laughs> um, my husband is a really really good cook. Yeah. Um, but enough about Thanksgiving. Oh, Oops. I could go on about this all, all day every day. I know, right? Um, if you want to join the conversation, 773-763-9278. It's a Palatini with Dan and... Meg, as I was about to yeah. take a drink of my water from my big Stanley cup. Ooh, let me tell you the story really quick. Okay. My big Stanley cup. You see this guy. Um, it is huge and it's very durable and uh-huh. the ice lasts forever. And there was a, a TikTok video that went viral. A girl, her car caught on fire, like literally like was up in flames, charred. And she opened up her door and, like, reached in, and her Stanley cup was still in, like, the cup holder in the middle. And it was, like, half burnt, but, the you know, it was still together. Mm-hmm. And uh, she grabbed it and picked it up, and the ice was still in it. Seriously? I swear. 
So she had this video and she, she released it on TikTok. It immediately went viral, like millions of views. Uh-huh. And then the top like CEO or whatever it is, um, guy from Stanley stitched the video and released him saying that he's like glad she's okay or like whatever and they're actually going to replace her car and everything oh really yeah and i was like that is good business right there all right so we talked about corporate greed we can talk about i had to throw this guy a bone yeah. i mean that was absolutely really good. that's really cool really good yeah um Speaking of, well, so that 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 is a good CEO, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we were going to talk about retirement, so we can take a quick break here. But like that is, let's talk about a terrible CEO, oh, I'm which down. is Elon Musk. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Right. Everybody like it's funny. The people who I we were talking about family members and stuff. I have family members who shall remain nameless who like put Elon Musk on a pedestal, like he's like the most brilliant businessman. I don't get it. Yeah, right. Also, like he didn't invent the technology for Tesla. He paid no. a bunch of people to do that. Yeah. And um, I don't know what his family history is, but um, if it's anything like Jeff Bezos, he's like, my family gave me money. Or mm-hmm. if it's like Donald Trump, he's like, oh, I had a one, I had a small one million dollar loan. It was actually like ten million dollars. Yeah. And his father actually at one point had to go and put money into a casino so he could actually be like solvent in that casino which when you lose money in a casino you're a terrible person (laughs) but i digress um so elon musk so x or twitter now called x yes they've lost a lot of uh companies that have been marketing on their platform um i think either microsoft or ibm pulled because they saw their ad right next to like a pro-nazi uh thing on (coughs) on on the twitter and uh, the Twitter. And ever, it's kind of like folks have just been pulling away. And I haven't checked the stock price of Twitter lately, but it feels like ever since he took over, it's just not been a pretty situation for that. No. that. I guess I, I'm like not in the right because I'm still on there. And I'm still like, on there, too. I'm not going to go. I mean, yeah, everybody's like, oh, right. you should leave and like all of this. But I'm I'm definitely still on there. Um but he is ruining it. Yeah. He literally is ruining. But I mean, he's like another person, like you said, like Trump. It's like everybody's like, well, they're great businessmen. They're they're not. Yes, they may have money. So people look at them like, oh, they're fantastic because they have X amount of dollars in their bank account. Right. Even though I like would really love to know exactly how much Trump has. Um, well, we're going to find out at some point. Yeah. Well, and it's going to be not very impressive. Are we really going to? No, probably not. You're right. <laughs> like somehow, some way, he's going to still hide it. Um, but I, I guess I cannot understand why people put rich people on a pedestal. Is it because they just want to be like them? Even though they're like have no morals, values, they cheated, stole from people to like get there. That's right. like all rich people, but I'm saying these specific ones um, to get into the position that they're in. Yeah. But like Donald Trump being like a grifter. And how everything that he's done, but yeah, he's begging for money every day and people are just like, oh, I'm going to donate. I'm going to donate. And, you know, it's, I, I just, I guess I don't understand where's, yeah. where somebody's like mentality is at. So I just looked it up. So in one year it's dropped by 12%, which is kind of a lot of money when it's only valued at $53 currently. So that's not, I mean, that's depending on how many shares you hold, but hmm. yeah. Um, and Tesla, I don't, I haven't looked at Tesla, but it's, yeah, but it's, um, it, it, it's like when Trump was running, 
It was like, well, he's a businessman, so he can run the country. It's like you, you, everyone says you that don't. He's a businessman. You don't run the country like a business, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're not looking to make a profit as a right. as a country, right? We're mm-hmm. looking to technically, you should have like a um, or like Bill Clinton was the only, not the only one, but the last president I think to leave with a budget surplus. So you do want a little bit of a surplus, right? Right. But we're not looking to make a profit here. We're looking to take our tax dollars and uh, supply services to our constituents, right? Correct. You know, that's that's the, so a businessman. I don't know. Um, and they thought George W. Bush was a businessman because he owned a football team. And look where that got us, right? Lord. Two wars. Lord. Two wars. <laughs> yeah. Huge debt. I guess it's like, I mean, obviously it's what you want in a president. But, yeah, you want somebody who has like some sort of like business, I don't know if you would say background, but like more so I want somebody who has empathy and morals and values, you know, that like cares for the people, like maybe Barack like Obama and Joe of. Biden. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want somebody to actually care about us. Yeah. Like Trump, like he has, he has, he has nothing. He has none of, none of the above. He gave people paper towels though <laughs> in Puerto Rico. So I, think that was... I remember him throwing those for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he was able to do that. But like what else has he actually given to people? Well, I don't think we should go into that. Yeah. That was good. That was good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, see where you, I see where you're going it's with probably that. probably a lot. Um, <laughs> Aunt Mitzi is watching on Facebook, uh, and she says, uh, I think people want the power that wealth provides, which I think that yeah. that's true. Yeah. I think that's what people like really look at, and it's like, I want that. Yeah. But at, at what cost? Well, well, some people would choose money over under most Republican presidents. It's been at a great cost Mm, that we've been, you know, Um, but let's switch topics here. Also, thanks for watching it, Mitzi. We love you. And my sister Kim is watching, too. We love you. uh, So there was a from the uh, from Politico. There was an article about um, how there are a ton of congressional leaders that are retiring and how that might impact the 2024 election. So, but are they really going to? Well, if you announce that you're retiring, then they probably they mean nobody's I mean, I so. nobody's going to give you money. I'll believe it when I see okay. it. Okay. Um, this month alone, nine members of the House and Senate have said that they won't run for re-election. Um, that's the second most in any single month, going back to 2011. Um, and there's going to be more because normally they announce it like after the holidays and stuff because mm-hmm. that's when fundraising really kicks in. Even though I feel like we're on a continuous cycle of fundraising. Cause that's all it is. I still get Donald Trump emails like yeah. because I signed up for him just to I didn't give him any money, but I like just want to see what he's saying. Well, yeah. And it's like daily and multiple times a day. Yeah. Like it's. Yeah. And you have to uncheck the box. Uncheck the box. Uh, nobody listening to our show, but. Uncheck the box if you do donate to Donald Trump, because otherwise you're doing it on a monthly basis. You'd be surprised. Like, you always listen to, like, Fox News. Were you talking yesterday? I was watching Fox News last night. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd be surprised how many Trumpers are actually I like to, to see us. what the other side is talking about. I see? Maybe they like um, to. So uh, then this does impact probably, um, definitely, well, Joe Manchin for sure screwed over the the Democrats in the Senate. Oh, yeah. Because there's no way that a Democrat, another Democrat is going to get elected in West Virginia. No. Um, and I mean, Jim he, Justice is probably going to be the next uh, senator. But like, 
What, what are we actually losing? Because I truly believe he's a Republican in disguise. But he did vote. He did. He did fall in line with some of the bills that Biden was trying to get passed. Just um, barely. Yes, just barely. But mm-hmm. yes. Right. Um, but there's no I mean, a Jim Justice is never going to. Yeah, that's never going to happen. You know. Yeah. Um, and so I, I it, also a call for Bob Menendez to just resign already because a Republican's going to run against him on that. And they're all they're probably going to win as well. Um I, yeah, we need we need to save as many seats as we possibly can. Um, and uh, I think it was let me. So <clears throat> open seats. So when there is an open seat in recent history, again this is from Politico, uh, are more likely to change hands between the parties. So over the four election cycles from 2014 to 2020, 34 percent of the seats changed parties were in that was in the case that the incumbent left office for retiring for retirement so, so that, this isn't looking good <laughs> i i don't know and i talked about this on friday um on patty's show uh there's also a very real possibility that donald trump will win the election and then if it's don't donald, you say that to me i'm it's a possibility I know. uh and uh somebody called in uh i think it was matt Maybe he was Matt. I forget. Um, saying that everybody thinks that it, he's always like a dooms doomsday guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we all we we need to vote to prevent the doomsday scenario, right? Yeah. Like, um, it, it bears a reminder that Donald Trump only won the presidency by seventy nine thousand votes, mm-hmm. seventy nine thousand three sixteen or something. I think it was. Um, over hundreds of million people that are in this country, it took 79,000 votes for him to be president. Yeah. And look where that got us, right? So it, it is a real possibility, right? And if you, we were talking about like gas prices and food prices and things like that, and in key states like Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. um, that that's a thing. Like, yeah. though, it, you know, it, it could be like a 10,000 vote in a state that could flip. That right. could result in the election. You know, I'm trying to see like how people like there's some celebrities that came out and it's like they're they're no longer riding with Biden. And it's like they're kind of like leaning away from him. And it's like the reasoning behind it is like, well, you know, his age and he's a little bit slower and like, OK, I understand you have those thoughts, those feelings, but he's still getting things done. Yeah, he's still capable of sitting in that seat, even if he is slower and his age, like, you know, but it's like, you're going to lean away from that, but you're not going to lean away from somebody like Trump who right. is like just a horrible human being all yeah. around. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and literally yeah, all of the, a, an insurrection. All of the devout Christians <laughs> still vote for him because, you know, evangelicals. Yeah. That's a thing. Like I, I, I can, I cannot comprehend this. Right. Um, but and but I, I said this, I think it was with Jim. I, it was like they just want um, they fall in line. So Democrats vote, the, vote their heart mm-hmm. all the time. Right. And then if they don't like the general, then they just don't vote for that person right. in the general election. Republicans always fall in line. Yeah. And what happened when we had Donald Trump, like the most inadequate president, I think, Ever. in our history, uh, got to appoint three Supreme Court nominated yeah. and then Mitch McConnell just pushes him right through even though he held Merrick Garland's nomination for god knows how many days right it's like oh seen it's seen Mitch anywhere lately 
Actually, no, I don't think I have. No. We used to get coffee, but I don't know. I'm laughing because as I'm looking at the screen now, it says Doomsday Matt is on as we were just talking about Matt. So let's take Matt's call. Love it. <laughs> Hello, Matt. How is your, uh, how's your Sunday going? It is going very well. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Um, so this is my first time actually being up to listen to your show because I didn't know it was a sh- thing. So we don't have the best time show. slot. But. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> Look, I love Santita Jackson, but at least it's not at 6 a.m. Because that, I will never hear. Um, but uh, let's talk about what we were talking about on Friday. Um, you know, I I, uh, I forget the name of the fellow that you were on with on Friday. But um, he, uh, and you said after I hung up that every election is the most important election of our lifetime. And... I, I thought to myself, okay, what have been the elections since I've been born? Let's run through this really quick. 1988, George Bush got into uh, George, I'll just say George Bush number one got into office. Mm-hmm. Um, it was big, but in terms of my overall, um, God, uh, overall um, impact on my life at the time, Nada. I was one year old. Barely yeah. is that. Um, Bill Clinton, first Democrat of my lifetime, 1992. Uh, first, uh, um, George Bush only served four years. Um, 2000, that was something a little different. Um, yeah. I remember very clearly that that was, regardless of, uh, of George Bush winning or not, that whole election showed the inadequacies of the um, voting system in America. And the fact that nobody could figure out what was going on was another thing entirely. Uh, If you hear a cat in the background, that is my cat. (laughs) Um, Sorry. That's okay. Uh, um, He he will probably continue doing that. I'm glad he's Um, listening as well. Yeah, right. (laughs) um, 2004... Um, I was still in high school. I couldn't vote just yet. Did I think Kerry had a chance of winning? No. Was I tired of the war? Yes. But in the grand scheme of things, George, it was probably better in that one particular case. George Bush won. It was a war time. The incumbent normally wins during a war time. Yeah. Well, that and the fact that he got, he he couldn't leave his mess behind. Right. It was his mess. Now, up until I want to say this, uh, this current one and 2016, 2012 uh, sorry, 2008 was the most important election of my life. Uh, it was an election of change. It was an election where the young voters of this world and America decided to finally step up and say, hey, why don't we get a voice? Well, I will say that that was probably most of the most important election of our lifetime so far. Uh, 2012 continued on the same path. Mm-hmm. Now, there's that kind of iffy on whether or not it's the most important election of our lifetime. Um, because, unfortunately, um, whether or not uh, Russia had voting machines and whatever, Donald Trump got put in the White House. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, at the time, we knew that it was a bad thing the great uh, for racial relations and everything else and 
um, monetarily and the whole nine yards. However, here's the thing. When the people who voted for Donald Trump in 2016 put him into the White House, uh, uh, yeah, 2016 put mm-hmm. him into the White House, um, they were not aware that he never planned on leaving. Um, right. They were not aware that he was, I mean, we, we had the idea, we all knew that he was kind of a child in a man's body, but we didn't know the extent of how much damage that he could possibly do right. or the fact that he would stay there forever. Um, we voted him out. Mm-hmm. We were all cheering. By like 8 million votes. This, this, yes. This is, this is the the following reason is why this is the most important election of my life and why we need to make sure that he does not get back in. Absolutely. Because now that we know, now that we know exactly and 100% what type of man, and I'll use that term loosely, man that he is, or child that he is, mm-hmm. we know that this man is more than willing to blow up the planet so that he can stay in office. Yes. He's willing to set race relations back hundreds and hundreds of years so that he can stay in office. Well, so yeah. Matt, has- Matt, let me ask you a question. So knowing, so like the that Univision interview where he basically said if somebody's running against him, he can just have them indicted um, and then they can't run. Do you think no... no now that he's he's saying he's saying the things that went unsaid before, he's basically saying like, if I'm elected again, I'm going to just be in office all the time. Do you think that that would scare enough people to not vote for him, or do no. you think that people hate what's going on in this country? And I'm talking about like diversity and inclusion and LGBT rights and women's abortions. Like, do you think that people would want to just have him be in office permanently, and they would be okay with that? Basically, having a fascist dictatorship. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, is that the people who voted for him the first time, they weren't very covert, but they were still more covert because they didn't, the the people who started coming out after he was put in the office and just started freely being prejudiced and um, racially insensitive Mm -hmm. and all of these things, um, they didn't really know if they were if this is going to work. So maybe they didn't all vote for Donald Trump. But now that they know that he wants to stay in there forever, and now that they know that he's going to, I'll say, tear it, because I don't honestly think that man's had an original idea in, in his entire life, <laughs> um, that he's going to parrot the, um, the racial things of, I forget, uh, what the heck's the name of the guy who currently runs with KKK, David Duke. Yeah, Duke, yep. Yeah, um, thank you. Uh, now that they know that he's going to Paris, David Duke, and now that they know that for all intents and purposes, he's a mouthpiece for them, they're going to vote freely. They are more than willing to have this man stay in power forever because to them, as, and as much as I hate comparing him to Barack Obama, to them, and I still don't truly understand why. He is their Barack Obama. And they're yeah. going to make damn sure that he does not go anywhere. And right. we cannot let that happen. Because, again, I had to be positive. I actually do. But that's why my name is Doomsday Matt on your call screen. 
Uh, <laughs> we love you, James Day, man. He, he will never, ever leave. He no, will he will never. Right. He will never. And I know for ever. a fact, uh, if he does win re-election, um, uh, Clarence Thomas and Justice Alito would probably retire just so they can he can appoint somebody who is going to be on the bench for Ever. another 30 years. And yep. then at that point, we are royally screwed yeah. as a country. <laughs> yeah. I, to be honest with you, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be quite frank here, I don't even think Clarence Thomas likes his job at this no, point. But, he, but he's I, making I, a lot I, of money doing it. Yeah. Yacht visit and oh, yeah, vacations no, he, he and somebody bought his mother stuff. a house. Yeah. But I, I think the last time he cared about anything was really was probably 2000 with he, the 2000 election. He also just looks super bored. Like in his, he just looks like he just like I don't want to be here. Altogether, he just looks like he hates life. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and his wife is even better. Well, that's probably why he looks like he hates life. Yeah. You uh, could say that he has breath. He says, but yeah, instead, he any other word that I can say online. Thank you for not saying that, by the way. Yes. Dylan, thanks. You exceeded that. Oh, no, and we appreciate you calling in, Matt. I really do. And thanks. And we'll uh, we'll be here next Sunday if you want to call back in. Yes, absolutely. You make me wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning. I mean, if, Sunday, you, hey, if we gonna... have to, you have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank We're... God I'm getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks. Have a good Sunday. Have a good weekend. Happy Sunday. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh, happy, yeah. happy Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, happy, happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving to, you. to you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Um, all right, Dylan, can we take a quick break? And then we'll uh, be back here, uh, Palatini with Dana and Meg. Be back here in a minute. Hello, hello. Happy Sunday. Uh, this is a Palatini with Dan and Meg. Yeah, you can join us here every Sunday, 8 to 9. Um, Meg, you had a topic you wanted to talk about. Yes. And that would be... I have an angry tone going on. Oh, okay. I'm trying to figure out... Okay. I was trying to ask you this question this morning, and I was like, I don't know how... To, and you're like, words. Use your words. I always I was say, like, I don't know how to put this in. Also, words are hard. Words so, are hard. Yeah. So hard. Um, when I was on X, which I still call Twitter, uh, this morning, it was one of the first tweets that I had seen. Um, and there was a neo-Nazi march in Madison, Wisconsin, yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to understand, because, okay, I get we are like... You know, we have freedom of speech and we could do all of these things and we could march, right? I'm trying to understand that when it comes to a hate group, like an actual hate group, throwing up swastikas on flags and doing a Nazi salute, how that is okay. Because I'm trying to think of, you know, even when we had, and I'm not like compare, I'm not putting them side by side, but when we had marches the last few years mm-hmm. um and people talked about antifa and people talk about black lives matter no matter what happened they instantly like went in and tried to break them up separate them arrest people i mean you see even 
at the Capitol, if somebody's doing a peaceful protest and they're sitting there with, you know, sitting on the ground, they will walk in where they're allowed to do this, but they will walk in and, you know, put them in like the little zip ties and take them out. Um, but now you have people marching down the street doing the Nazi salute and nothing is done. How? Well, there are people on both sides, as Donald Trump would say. You know, they're, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. But, like, but also, but like, seriously. The, the, like the um, Black Lives Matter protest, um, you saw the amount of security that was there right. for that, which was largely a peaceful protest. But mm-hmm. you brought up a good point. Um, there were also instigators within those protests who were not part mm-hmm. of the protest. They were just there to make the protest look like it was violent. Right. Like the guy with the, at the, like an auto zone, the balloon mm-hmm. guy, or a uh, balloon, <laughs> umbrella guy. Umbrella, yeah. Sorry, it's early. Uh, the Words. umbrella guy, right? Mm-hmm. Not part of the protest, yeah. but that's what got news, right? Yeah. But I'm thinking like even when you look at like somebody at the state, like any state capital, and you, you look at when they're peacefully protesting, not even speaking. Yeah. Like say they just have a shirt on and they're just sitting in the middle of the floor and they still come in and, you know, put them in cuffs or whatever and like drag them out. Yeah. And it's like, well, we have freedom of speech. You have, you, you have the right to protest. You have these things. And it's like, no, you can't do it. But nobody, I feel like this is not a topic. And I feel like nobody's making a stink about it, that these are literally like Nazi, like they're well, Nazis. But they're look, walking like, on the street. I don't, I don't uh, get how this is a thing. Do you remember Michigan where they were literally able to yeah. take over that state capital uh, yes. and they're shouting mm-hmm. in the face of police officers? Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, the party of the, the party of the blue, like, yeah, support the blue. Like, what? No, uh, just, that's not a thing, right? Yeah. Same thing at the Capitol, like the uh, the United States Capitol, where they were literally beating police officers with the American okay. flag. Yeah, I <laughs> like, <laughs> but no, what? Uh, I like how the new speaker released some of those videos. And it was just like, yeah, look. it was like he's trying to make them look peaceful. It's like, look, they're just walking down the hall. The police are escorted. The police were escorting them out, out of the building. Right. Um, yes, there was like some that were. Well, they moved like the barricades and stuff, but it's like there was nothing peace. No matter how many videos that you release that day of like one clip looking peaceful, it will never change anybody's minds of what actually happened that day when people are scaling the walls and wiping poop. I almost said a bad word um, on the walls. <laughs> and like, I like how Dylan instantly looked at me. He was like, is it going to happen? Dylan is scared. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, in beating police officers with flags and like yeah. I just well and even like Nancy Pelosi that that documentary that I was watching where or it, like it was when they were they had to literally leave and go and uh-huh. Nancy Pelosi's on the phone with I forget who it was but trying to get like the National Guard in and she's like mm-hmm. they're because li- she doesn't so people like think that Nancy Pelosi is like a drunk number one she doesn't drink number two she never swears and so she made the comment uh, no Nancy. I'm Sorry. neither am I. Um, but she was making a comment. She's like, "Yeah, they're literally wiping poopy on the on the walls and stuff." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's what they're doing." Okay, yeah. yeah, but that so that like it's the people's house. And just before we came in, we were sitting in the the like at the people's house. Room. Did you do that at home? Yeah. And I saw a thing on Twitter, and they were like, "Yeah, we just stormed the mother mm-hmm. capital." And I was like, "Oh yeah, peaceful peep." Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was the Proud Boys. Yeah, it was. Again, and it's like, how how is this okay? Well, depending on who you ask. Um, but and, I, and I did say, like, oh, releasing these videos, it's not going to change anybody's mind. But it is. 
Yeah. It's going to have more of the people on that side that are going to say, well, see, it was peaceful that day. There was only a few. I remember a heck of a lot more than a few. Um, I literally, I remember watching, I was, I had the news on and Claire McCaskill said that like the, the certification of the vote Mm -hmm. is like a very boring day. So Claire McCaskill is a former senator Mm -hmm. from Missouri, Josh Hawley beat her, which is, you know, which also like you can see Josh Hawley running from the peaceful well, protesters. Adam Kinzinger, he yeah. shared the photo and it was like not Hawley running from yeah. insurrection. You can literally see on, him yeah. running from the quote unquote peaceful protesters. That was a great tweet. Uh, and probably crawling in a closet and hiding. Um, but Claire McCaskill said that day is the most boring day ever. You mm-hmm. literally just go and be like, yeah, good. Certify, right. certify, certify. And then I remember watching it on uh, CNN or MSN, probably Fox News, actually. I was probably watching it. Yeah, it's like you were probably watching Fox. I like watching Fox News. Um, and it, 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 I literally saw people climbing up the Capitol. Yeah. I was like, well, that doesn't seem normal. <laughs> what is, is this a movie? I is like, this, I like, I'm, I'm not I sure like, what's going on here. I can't get that close to that. What the, what's no. going on? And then I, and then I saw the, uh, the image of in the, uh, house chamber where they had to barricade the door mm-hmm. and the Capitol Police are literally just pointing guns at the door yeah. and I'm like, what is going on? And then people like pulling out gas masks in there too and yeah. you're like, what is this? And I was like, we have we are royally, you know what as yeah. a country at this point, like I, I and they were going after the, the ballots, they yep. were going after, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? And chanting to kill Mike Pence, like to literally kill the vice president. Yeah, the, of the most United Christian States. person, quote unquote, that sure. like, and they're, you know, the, the evangelicals are wanting to kill Mike Pence and who also dropped out of the uh, uh, primary race. So. Yeah. Sorry, Mikey. Sorry, not sorry. I think that fly had a better shot at it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. The first debate, and everybody was like, I miss the fly. I, yeah, can we were watching the, the debate. Back? I was like, can we bring the fly back? He was yeah. the most important person of that debate. I miss um, him. No, but it's true. And it's, it's, uh, and now it, it can happen any, like Madison, Wisconsin. But it's also, it's, it's also, um, anti Semitism is, is running yeah. rampant now. And it's just, it's happening everywhere. Like, it, I guess when I saw it before, it was like in Florida, and I was like, well, Florida. Every, everything happens yeah, in Florida. It's like, well, I, I expected to see that or something. But now you're like seeing it everywhere and they're like, they're marching in Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. And it's just, it's just not a big deal. Right. Like I, what? There was a few police out there that was just like, oh, we'll just let them go. I mean, I guess I, I understand freedom of speech and stuff, but when it comes to like you, an you, actual hate group, like those are terrorists. You need to keep the, that's the thing. That's it's a, ter- if it's a terrorist organization, or, which it really is. And there was an actual, yeah. um, uh, an FBI report that was published during George W. Bush's mm-hmm. presidency that said white supremacy is one of the greatest threats to our country. Yeah. So, so that should not be allowed. Yeah. Oh, and I love that their biggest thing during uh, the protests with like George Floyd and stuff. Um, and they were like, all these cowards, they're all just wearing masks. And it was like, oh, they're hiding behind like wearing masks like last summer and stuff from... Uh, you know, like from the pandemic or two summers ago, from yeah. the pandemic. And they were saying, oh, they're just hiding behind it so then they could cause mischief and stuff. And it's like every single one of them had masks on. Yeah. Not right. showing their faces. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go. Uh, we've got Dave from Hoffman Estates on the line here. Uh, Dave, how's your Sunday going? Oh, uh, well, good. And hopefully both you guys. Yeah. Thanks for down. Like, you were talking about uh, with that insurrection. 
yes. up at that time. And I had always thought and wondered why didn't President Biden give that one aide or whoever had the wherewithal to pick up that boat, that box that had the, the counts in it, the vote counts. And afford that person the Presidential Medal of Freedom that yeah, time, too. Because they say they, if they would have got a hold of that thing. And, you know? I, you know, people don't give, like, the, the congressional aides and staffers enough credit. Right. Uh, but they, they, they took that and they were like, nope, not happening today. Yeah, that's actually, that's something, that's a very good point. Yeah. I didn't really think about that. You know, if they would ever got a hold of that, I mean, they, they gave that mother and daughter that took all that grief and where was it, Georgia? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the election. Well, yeah, right. right. And, and I, I always thought that that person that had the smarts to do that, that should have gotten awarded that medal really, of freedom. That's a really good point. She helped keep freedom. You know? yeah. Right. No, yeah. that's a really good point, actually. Yeah. And and it, it, I think people don't like um, give enough credit to the staffers that had to lock themselves in offices and also mm-hmm. to the uh, custodians that had to actually clean up the, the poopy on the walls and things like that. <laughs> like, okay. But no, but yeah, I agree with you. If they didn't take those ballots, like that would have been very like that. Yeah. What would have happened? Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Dave, for calling in. Um, we're going to go. Right. Thanks. Have a good Sunday. Uh, just because we're running out of time here, I want to take Dave from San Francisco real quick, also about January 6th. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I was going to raise the issue after what's going on two years now. They've refused to release all of these videos because it shows uh, certain architectural things about the building uh, you know, certain hallways, certain uh, right. hidden doorways and things like that, that the next time this thing happens and and count on it, because these uh, these are a mixture of Nazis, Klan, and aristocrats mm-hmm. uh, who have no desire to have America live, uh, that they would uh, storm the Capitol and know the secret entrances, the passageways to the uh, to the bomb shelters, let's yeah. say, or whatever. And uh, so for years, they've refused to release these documents or this evidence. And as a matter of fact, um, you know, in the in the uh, Trump hiding the top secrets down in Mar-a-Lago, the, the charge he's being, what he's being charged with is taking U.S. property. It doesn't matter that it's top secrets. It's U.S. property. Mm-hmm. Right. It's got letterhead on it, what it not. So the Judge Cannon down there is actually going to the extent that they're allowing the lawyers to get top security clearances to look at these top secrets in order to determine whether or not they're top secrets. And um, and then uh, they're they're going to the to the effort to try to disclose this stuff in open court, and so top secrets brought out in open court when the basic charge is he stole U.S. property. Yeah. So you can you can see this whole issue about uh, abusing the the uh, the court system, abusing the the uh, disclosure of evidence. Uh, to a, a, a degree of uh, allowing them to have access to these uh, not only top secrets but to the uh, places in the capital where people would hide. Right. So it's uh, they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. And uh, I, you look at their clan, they're Nazis and they're aristocrats, and they're 
Uh, luckily enough, they're all type A personalities that are going to fight among each other. There's That's no very honor true. in thieves. Yeah. And we hope and then, so, yeah. Well, and yeah, Dave, we've we got to let you go because we're running out of time here. But thanks sure. for calling it absolutely uh, from San Francisco. Yeah, that's a great point, too. Yeah, well, that's true. That. And it wasn't Nancy Pelosi's call for the security. That was not her thing. So right. everybody tries to blame, like, why wasn't there more security? No, yeah, no not, not a thing. thing. Um, all right, so we're going to wrap up here. Uh, for your uh, Thanksgiving week cocktail, you're going to just do what I do. Start with white wine. And then end the evening with red. There you go. Just and keep it going all go. day. That's Happy it. Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thanks for joining for a Palatini with Dan and Meg. We'll see you next week. Bye.